come to oblivion. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And especially, well, okay, especially if you're reading my book, Crucify My Love, which is available in Kindle, ebook, print, and as a podcast. Just search for Mask of the Gods wherever you're listening to me right now. It should be there. If it's not, let me know, and I can do my best to fix that. Okay, so today... You can probably tell from the other intro. I like that intro. I, I wrote both of the intro songs that are used for this show. And when I'm going to be talking about particularly dark things, I like to use that one. I almost used it for yesterday's show on horror. But then I thought to myself, I don't want to use it twice in one week. And today is all about sinister sounds and music and whatnot. And I thought it would be more appropriate. So before we get started... If you haven't already, and the app that allows you to do, the app that you're listening to me on allows you to do so, please rate this episode, or the podcast itself, helps me out a lot, tells the algorithm to share me with more people, and if you're just checking me out, why not click that subscribe button and listen to the rest of the show? Because we talk about a lot of stuff every day, weird stuff, because that's what I'm into. And today we're going to be talking about goth and dark wave, and other sinister sounds. Because I want to. Actually, it's because I've really been saturating myself in this stuff lately, and I've had some conversations with people who get it, and I love you all, you know who you are, and some people who don't. So I thought I should actually explain where I'm coming from. First of all, this is not going to be an extensive history of the terms gothic, dark wave, or any of the in-betweens, aboves, belows, inside-outs, or sidewayses, because there are other places to find that. Plus, I'm pretty sure I've done a full episode on the history of goth at some point in the history of this podcast. If you want me to do another one, let me know. I will, but... Suffice it to say that goth arose in the post-punk movements when post-punk and new romanticism were kind of playing around with each other, and goth was formed. It, there's a lot of debate about this, but one of my favorite sources, because I kind of know the guy, points to the fact that Gene uh, Loves Jezebel may have been the first band that had been formally called goth in any review of one of their live performances where they were referred to by the French press as punk gothique, which fits them in a very interesting way. The main band that brought goth aesthetics to the mainstream for most people is probably Bauhaus. So what is goth? Goth is a movement. Goth is a way of being. Goth is a condition that you find in your soul where you have a dark sense of humor. 
You find things that other people think are creepy to be funny. And you don't know why you're different. <laughs> or so we like to tell ourselves. Goth is not something that I think we can easily hammer down. Because I know a lot of people, including myself, that would definitely put bands like Joy Division and The Damned into this category. They themselves, not so much. So it's more of a way of interpreting sound and a culture that grew up that has incorporated various elements of post-punk, new wave, dark wave, true goth rock, um, shockabilly. I could just go on listing genres forever because there's just so many that all kind of get co-opted and thrown together into a blender. So were New Order a goth band? Well, I don't know. They, they probably fit nicer into the realm of just a new wave band, but I know that you find them at goth clubs when you're running around and somebody plays Bizarre Love Triangle or Blue Monday, because they do. But one of the most important things that kind of unifies all music in this category other than being accepted by either individuals or subcultures that refer to themselves as goth. And by the way, I'm in the former, not the latter. I have always identified as gothic, but rarely, rarely have I ever been a part of an actual group or subculture that self-identified that way. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, I'm kind of an isolationist and two, I had that for a while, and as with all great things in life, it both imploded and exploded like a dying star, and there was hatred, violence, much remorse, dark, dark things of all kinds, quite a bit of rehab, a couple people went to jail, and yeah, very few of us talk to each other anymore. And as with most, thing, most things in my life, I haven't really lived in places that had vibrant goth cultures, so I haven't really had a chance to reattach to that. I kind of do a little bit on the internet, but eh, it's not really the same. You know, sitting around and discussing the oeuvre of Christian death just isn't quite the same on Facebook for many, many reasons. So I, I just feel like I should say that I am not a spokesman for the gothic community because I'm just a dude who in the 1990s fell into the goth culture, falling in love with the cult and Sisters of Mercy and Christian Death and Specimen and Alien Sex Fiend and I could go on, Susie and the Banshees, the Creatures, all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. And also the Danzigs and the typo negatives and what have you. And found that that enjoyment of the darker, creepier things in life is kind of like my lady jam. It's the place that makes me happy. It's one of the reasons why I enjoy the chilling adventures of Sabrina so much. And why lately I just can't stop listening to Prequella by Ghost 
Puppy's new album. I love them so much. So much. But why? I think there's a big misnomer that people that are into goth and dark wave and any of this kind of thing are in it because they like to be depressed. And I think about, especially the, I can't remember who was in it with him, but the Chris Kattan skits from Saturday Night Live when goth had its big moment in the mainstream, you know, where we like to sit around and pretend that we're vampires and talk with all manner of ridiculous voices. And personally, I only like to talk like this when I'm having been one of those Roz William moments where you just want to look at somebody and say, drop dead. To see through people, you must eat them. Because I find it funny. Because of the sarcasm. Not because that's how I want to talk. And you'll notice that a lot of that suffuses my humor. A lot of the jokes that I tell come from that very, you know, sarcastic place deep down within. And that's kind of what goth is about. We like looking at the darker things. We like listening to the darker things. Listening to Chelsea Wolf is one of the greatest things ever. Like, if you want to do... I hate to put these forward, but if you want to find out if you have goth in your soul, check out the, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just having a moment as the song is playing in my head. Just go to whatever you use to listen to music and listen to 16 Psych or Psyche, however you want to pronounce it, by Chelsea Wolf, And that's Wolf with an E. If that song makes sinister things stir within you in a way that you enjoy because seriously this is one of those moments where i wish i could just play music on the podcast if that song gives you any kind of enjoyment if it makes the little devils dance around your black heart then you probably have some goth in you because it's all about for me at least and those that i know that i'm still in contact with the haunting beauty, that sinister jovialness when looking at darker things. It, it's why I have, sitting over my desk, looking at me right now, a skull sitting on top of a winged gargoyle that I call Bob. And very often, when I just have a stupid thought, I'll just say it to Bob, and then I'll laugh, because that's what I do. For me, and for most of the people that I knew who came up together in all this, we have always kind of experienced goth and the gothic movement as something about just having fun with it all. I like to dress in black. I enjoy it. I rather like the painted nails and the dark makeup. It's fun. It's also fun seeing the reaction on other people's faces because I really don't care what other people think about me. So whenever I decide to doll myself up and go out into public, it's fun. In fact, it could be a little bit too much fun. One year, my husband was asked, this was before we bought the restaurant, was asked to show up for his job in costume for Halloween, and he wanted to go in dressed as a goth, and so... I made him a full-on goth get-up and dressed him up and sent him in, and they 
were creeped out by him so much that they put him on early cut that night so that he would leave and they wouldn't have to be disturbed by his appearance. And I consider that the greatest thing that has ever been said about my makeup skills ever. Because I looked at him and I thought I didn't do a very good job because he looked kind of like generic goth boy number five who would go to the club and hang out because they had just found out what goth was and so they just decided to overdo it with the white face paint and black makeup and spiky hair and collars and whatnot. But apparently the people around here are just so drab and normal that it horrified them and they just couldn't take it. And it, made, it just made my day. And I've been, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of goth and dark wave music, and I can only speak for Apple Music because that's what I have, because I live in the house built by Apple. Um, but they actually have really good, really good updated regularly essentials list for both goth and dark wave music. And I'm assuming Spotify and the others would have that as well if you're wanting to get into it and really find out what it is. And if you're really wanting to look at kind of what I would consider some of the essentials, you have to check out the Sisters of Mercy. You have to check out Christian Death featuring Roz Williams. So make sure it's got, it's not the spiky. You, you, when you're looking at album covers, there's one that's like really spiky and looks like a death metal album. And there's others where the letters are all gothic and rounded and look calligraphic. For the most part, that's an easy way of telling the two. Many of the albums actually will say featuring Roz Williams. Some don't. Um, Only Theater of Pain. Great, great album from start to finish. It does have the N-word in it, said by a white guy. But it's in a song making fun of and harassing the Ku Klux Klan. So your mileage may vary. Um, But that was the point of the genre, is to shock people. And to be shocking for the sake of being shocking. And to just put it all out there. And that's... And just to have fun with it. In those darker things. Um, Floodlands by Sisters of Mercy is definitely an album you should listen to from beginning to end. It, it, it is just a glorious and wonderful thing. Um, anything by Switchblade Symphony is good. And then we start getting off into like the side projects. Like I'm a real big fan of the field fields of Nephilim and, um, later just called Nephilim. So their early albums, Dawn Razor, great album to figure out if this is something you're interested in. Pretty much anything by Bauhaus, anything by Susie and the Banshees, The earlier stuff by The Cure, Disintegration by The Cure is kind of pivotal to most of our experiences here. Um, But pretty much anything that you can find there works, especially their older stuff and some of their newer stuff. But, and just check out Ghost. Check out their new album if you haven't already. And if you want a lighter intro into this laughing at the dark side, check out Puppy's latest album. It's really easy to find. Look for Puppy. And it's the pink one with the black book, the black candles, and the skull chalice. That That's it. Great album. Really, really good. 
And then, you know, anything by Chelsea Wolfe. You know, I have a policy that if I just see Chelsea Wolfe's name on something, I'll listen to it, even if it doesn't look interesting. Because her voice is amazing. <laughs> like, everything about her is amazing. But I love her voice in particular. And that's kind of a good place to get started. You know, you've got your clan of Zymok. And if you want to listen to, you know... I'm not going to go through and just spend the rest of this podcast listing bands, even though I could. But I highly recommend that you check it out and that you try it, because I think so many people have a different idea about what makes goth fun. Um, Speaking of which, I can't remember the name of the band who does it off the top of my head, but there's a wonderful song called I Love You, But I've Chosen Synthesizers. And... It's kind of modern dark wave at its just pinnacle best. So definitely check that out. <laughs> that's that's just amazing. Um, but for me, the reason I added and other sinister sounds here is I think that there are other bands that I put into this category and listen to. The, I feel like I should take a moment and differentiate here between what I would term goth and emo. Emo is about emotional expression. Goth is about playing with darkness. This is why every other album by Nosferatu is one of the greatest things ever. Rise probably being their best, to be honest. Um, Requiem being really good as well. Um, But definitely check out Rise if you want to hear really good goth music. Because it's fun. And that's something I think people miss. Gothic music isn't about sitting around and wallowing in shadows and darkness and isn't everything terrible. That's not what the music is. That's not what the subculture is. Goth is the monsters. Goth is the Adams family. It's embracing weirdness. It's embracing strangeness. It's everything the uh, that Voltaire said it was. And if you're not familiar with him, definitely check out his stuff too. Um, Voltaire is amazing and funny. And really funny. And I don't think... I, I think to a lot of people, they don't think that goth is funny. But it is. It's hilarious in so many ways. It's just about having that dark sense of humor. And if you don't have that dark sense of humor, then it won't resonate with you. If you don't like these more classic stories, you know, Lucy is Red is a story about, a song about, kind of, Lucy from the Dracula books. So yes, there's vampires and there's gothic fiction and all of that. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that the music originated when the new romantics were going back to, surprise, surprise, the romantic era of fiction. And so the Goths, as they were getting into the darker things, start looking at the, this year without a summer. And Frankenstein, and Mary Shelley, and Percy Blythe Shelley, and Carmilla, and Dracula, and the Count of Orantio, and Melmoth the Wanderer, and all of those wonderfully dark stories that we often forget about. 
This is something so near and dear to my heart, and it makes it hard for me to discuss some of my fiction choices with people. Because, well, like Crucify, I've always tried to say it's it's dark fantasy, it's dark, it's dark. There's a lot of blood and suffering and humor in that book. And in its follow-up. And I hope people get the humor. I don't know how many people will, but it's there. But it's that dark, tongue-in-cheek humor. I really wanted to call it gothic fantasy. But unfortunately, when people hear that, I think there's... Usually when I see gothic fantasy, it's people that are writing their own version of Wuthering Heights. And that's not what I'm doing. So I didn't do that. Even though I feel that it's a much more appropriate title for the genre that I work in there. I like adding these gothic elements. I like the old decrepit buildings. And I like the fact that there might be a monster in the darkness somewhere. And maybe the monster isn't really the scary thing. Because in real life, the things that look scary usually aren't when you actually get up and close and personal. It's the things that look ordinary and cute that you have to watch out for. Just like the creepy doll that's always watching you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast... And you haven't already, please rate it if the app that you're listening to me in allows you to. And if you haven't followed yet, definitely subscribe. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. I'm C. Dorset over there. I'm also C. Dorset on Instagram. And I got flirted with on Instagram today. And that was weird. Um, not used to that. So, hi. Um, I'm married. And you know that because you mentioned it. Hi. Um, thank you. You made my day. You made me blush. You made my day. Anywho, um, if you have any questions or comments, hit me up at one of those two places. If you've got a couple bucks you can throw my way in the show notes, you'll see a link for community support. If you click that, you can join the project at the one, five or $10 levels. That helps me do everything that I do. So thank you to everybody who does that. If you don't have any money, that's fine. I understand that. But please share this podcast with somebody you think will enjoy it. You can find links to everything that I do at projectshadow.com. Until next time, keep it spooky and don't forget to have the fun. <laughs>